Bruins looking for the young guy. They're looking for McVay. I think take a shot out Todd Bowles, get him a second shot at head coach, and see if he can do it. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. It's crazy. And our kids will know how great Tom Brady is because he's going to be playing. Uh, Yes, it is 15.0%. That's what the Yankees brought Garrett Cole to do. He was a six-round pick. This is a fairy tale story that's being written in front of our eyes. People like to call him their JV team, and they just stole one of their better players. They didn't struggle against the Padres. The Padres didn't really put up a fight in most of the games. Uh, Jerry Jones, hope you're listening. Hi, I'm Landon Bow, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NFL Opinions of the Week. What a week it was. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by the self-believer and the man that I think he should have made a bet with me, but what did not want to make a bet with me, and that is Austin. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Still, if it went the wrong way, who knows? Who knows? So, uh, it was a great uh, week. Good bit of upsets. I'm happy the Packers won. And you have to ask the question, how legit are the Cowboys? Well, I didn't say they were contenders. Someone else said they were contenders on this podcast. That's because I believe that Dak was not going to be as bad as he appeared in his sense. That is a fair point. That may have been the worst Dak Prescott game I've ever seen in my life. I was in dismay at how bad he was. It was historically bad. Yeah, it was bad. And uh, there are numbers coming out, like, with the defense. I don't blame the defense. I blame the offense. Yeah. And Dak. What'd you say? Nothing. That's what you said is fair, and that's that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of uh, changes that need to be made uh, to the offense, uh, to help them be contenders. The, the Packers were without many of their best defensive players. Obviously, they had Jair Alexander, but Devondre Campbell, one of our best linebackers, was hurt. Then you have Rayshon Gary, who is our best pass, outside rusher, also hurt. And to lose to that team, even if it is an OT, I'd say it's a knock against your record. Oh, definitely. And um... – I was like nervous about it going in and I was like, oh, we got the fumble. And then Dak throws that pick, which people are like, oh, he was running the wrong route. But I'm like, still, I don't get what Dak was seeing. Just don't throw the ball. I that A lot of the ones where I'm like, he ran the, uh, the wrong route. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like he threw that pick because of it. I don't think he was going to be open if he ran the right route. That's, yeah. And um, there, there was... There was one good drive, which was the beginning drive when they scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, that was well called. One of my problems was, you said Jair Alexander. The Cowboys started targeting Jair Alexander. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't want we, we him to have much. We have much worse players than yes. Jair that you guys could have targeted. And for some reason, you guys neglected to do that. We would move C.D. Lamb to Jair Alexander. No, 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 no. I want him away. And just run the ball. And I would have run the ball on third and four, then go for it on fourth. But not do what we did. I don't really know what to say because I honestly 
like the whole point about them being contenders, I still believe if Dak is who he has been previously. It's just I don't see that right now with how it's going. They have to start turning it on as soon as possible. Yes, I agree. And um, I think one part of that is Dak does not have the wide receiving core he had last year. That's true. I still believe that trading away uh, Cooper was one of the most, I'm not going to say stupid, but. I, I would say it's stupid. It, it was pretty non-intelligent to be nice. Yeah, because I feel Dak is in the tier of QBs um, where he can be good, but he can also be bad, but he's not great because great QBs lead their team down to a winning drive. Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers. I'm just going in the past. Russell Wilson did it in the past, not doing it now. Stafford did it in the past. Um, the issue and he with had Dak, to do that. The issue yeah. with Dak is I feel like I'm going to say something crazy, and this is not to say that this player is better than Dak, but I think Cooper Rush wins that game. No, I'm going to say Cooper Rush. I think Cooper Rush wins that game because he doesn't throw that pick because he's safer with the ball. He's safer. And, yes, he is a worse quarterback. He is. But when you get a better quarterback, a better quarterback having a bad game is – is worse than a bad QB or a okay QB playing average, playing their average. Like, they're not going to win you a game. But Cooper Rush never lost the Cowboys a game. He was never the reason for a loss. And you you can even go Eagles game. I'm like, they would not have won that game with Dak. They wouldn't have. Oh, okay, I disagree. You... you saw how Dak played last game. Well, and yes, if say, he plays like that again, well, that he I'm going to be like, Whoa. Why wouldn't he have? Why wouldn't he have? Because Dak has not played against a good team yet. That's true. Um, I also think there are many things, but it was a bad game from Dak. Hopefully he rebounds. But who's Dak, who's Dak played? He's played the Lions, the Bears, and the Packers. Yeah. I'm still going to believe. I think you – still play with Dak because of the ceiling no, even though do. I didn't make a you tweet. Do. You do play with him. My point was Cooper Rush wins that game. Probably. Yes. Because they... I also think the offenses are just... The play calling can be weird. It's either really also, good... Also, also, as much as Pollard is a better runner than Zeke, you guys need Zeke back because Zeke is one of the best pass-blocking that's true. Running backs in the league. He makes a great difference. I understand his contract is too high, yes. But people act like he's not supposed to be in the league, which is something that is no. completely outlandish. The Cowboys are a better team with Zeke than without him. Should they run the ball with Pollard more? Yes. But Zeke, I would argue, is a better player in the passing game, even if Pollard's a better receiving back, which is true. Paul, uh, Pollard cannot block. He can't, and that's okay. But there were times where I thought that Zeke would have made a better block or made a better play than Pollard did, and it's not only just he's better, but he also has experience. He's been there before. And and Zeke has always, as I've always said, Zeke is a great pass blocker. Is that worth the contract? No. And you're stuck with the contract, so you got to deal with it. But you, so I, just, I know he's hurt. He couldn't play, but you got to use him. 
you can't people were like yeah. Zeke should never see the field anymore. I'm like, whoa, this is this is not how this is about to go. You can't just take him completely out of the lineup. You guys Pollard should be the number one back. Yes. I'm and fine then with that. Zeke. It's the same thing with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a top three receiving back in the league, in my opinion. So we play him more than AJ Dillon. But AJ Dillon mm-hmm. is still a good running back. AJ Dillon should That's not true. be benched completely. AJ yeah. Dillon had a, a huge run in the overtime. And that's another thing that the Packers did right is attack a weakness on the Cowboys defense running the ball. I, yeah. I saw Rodgers only threw the ball 20 times. He didn't need to throw it more. And oh, that's, yeah, why, wait, that's why Rodgers, one of those times, was getting mad at LaFleur and everyone saw this. He wanted him to run the ball. He was like, they can't guard the run. He knew it. And LaFleur was like, but you're Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is like, but we need to win the game. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. Let's run, let's run the ball. Oh, yeah. And against a team like the Ravens, the Cowboys would get destroyed. I don't know if the Cowboys, while Micah Parsons, I would argue, is the best defensive player in football. And while Trayvon Diggs is a much better corner than he was last season, their running game, or their running defense, isn't good enough. At least with Dak playing as he has. So, what were you saying? The, uh, they are weak at linebacker. Anthony Barr was out. Um, I think there was another linebacker, which is why you saw Parsons in the... Parsons literally, he's playing like he's in the NBA. And what do I mean by that? The NBA, there's no positions. Micah Parsons, besides playing defense, is practically not pe- playing a position. You cannot tell me one position he plays, right? He moves everywhere. I think... He was primarily playing off-ball linebacker. But he that's can't. That's like, not where he's best. He can. He can. He's still he can. better than most. He's still he, better yes. than most there. But he's so destructive on the line of scrimmage. It's almost as the reason why you shouldn't play him there is just he's so good. If he was only good at obviously playing off-ball, he would still be in the league and still probably be a pro bowler. He is still mm-hmm. insane. At anything on defense he tries, I bet he could be a safety. I bet he could. I bet he could. Oh, I, I absolutely think he could. He's played soft corner once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he probably couldn't play man. But on... If no, he played talking, man. He played man on Terry McLaurin. I'm serious. I don't think he, he played guard, man. For, for example, he couldn't guard Tyree Kill. Like, Tyree Kill would just run right by him. Oh, yeah, but, no. And yes, he can play man in certain situations. And I think if you're playing against a team like the Ravens, the best decision, in my opinion, would just to man up Micah Parsons against Mark Andrews and then completely negate Mark Andrews. But Micah Parsons is best for rushing the quarterback. Yes. I, I'm talking about like there was a – there were – Anthony Barr was not playing and you couldn't put the other linebackers with LBE, so Parsons moved to off-ball. Against the Packers, I would have still had him on the line of scrimmage. We don't well, have enough I think, attacking options. Like I think they couldn't. Or that's what Dan Quinn chose. Like he was like, I can't. I don't have another linebacker. So I bet. I bet you, you, you don't just have no linebacker. What if Parsons really got hurt? Were you guys sitting out a corner to play linebacker now? I'm gonna look up. I know they were thin at linebacker. 
Flynn is acceptable. Okay, I believe that. And I can't. I'm not sure if Damon Clark was on there on the injury report. I know Anthony Barr was there. Okay, let me look. Anthony Barr was on there. Uh, he was out. Uh, that's weird. Uh, oh, I think I'm looking at the last year or this week report. No, shoot. Why is it telling me week 11? I won't. Okay. Well, I think they're within a linebacker. That's weird. But there's no way a team is that thin where you can't play Parsons on the line of scrimmage. And if it was a better team, yeah, play him, like I said, against the Ravens because pass rushing against Lamar Jackson is a futile exercise most of the time anyway. So I would just play him as an off-ball, maybe as a QB mm-hmm. spy. But in the situation that presented itself, he would have been more useful on the line of scrimmage, in my opinion. Yeah, I but, see that. I Yeah, I think they just chose to do off-ball. But, uh, yeah, Cowboys made mistakes. A lot of mistakes. And uh, now they have a tough opponent with the Vikings, who are legit. Um, there's no there's no if and they're good this about year. it. Yes. They they're are legit. contenders. They're contenders, yeah. They're legit. You don't want to say they're legit? Well, they're legit. For, they yeah, they can they it's probably gonna be a Vikings and Eagles NFC championship game. Back in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Hopefully it's closer. Because I think <laughs> Yeah. I would say the Vikings are better. And it, it, the issue is that the Vikings Jalen, let me let me say this first. This is a precursor. Jalen Hurts is a very good QB. But he's so good this year, partially because he's the best O line in the league. Do you see him ever get touched? No. No. But against the uh the commanders who have got much more pressure and against a Vikings team that has Daniel Hunter in a much better D line this year. If you can get pressure to Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts becomes human. That's what I'm going to say. I would take I, I the Vikings. That's a solid point. I would take the Vikings because the Vikings, I feel like, are a more complete team. The Eagles are struggling against the run a little bit this year. And Dalvin Cook is coming into his own. He torched the Bills. And I believe Justin Jefferson is making an argument for the best wide receiver in the league. That is a fair uh, point. Um, yeah, and so I'm going to talk to you. Like I was talking about Dak, he needs a lot of things because he's that type of QB. I feel Kirk Cousins and I feel Jalen Hurts are those type of QBs. Because if you look at I, Kirk I Cousins. The, the issue is with that assessment is that they all need different things. So to say, yes, they need something. Well, every QB needs something. But like Tom Brady needs a something like you can't just have me be wide receiver like no. you would, you, but you don't necessarily need the best well I, what i'm going to ask you is where is the line because every qb needs something for example brady with a terrible o-line i'm not talking bad he's played with bad it is one with bad o-lines but i'm talking terrible because he doesn't have the mobility even though he can shoot guys out He's much more agile than people give him credit for it. I've seen him juke out defenders in a pocket better than anyone else. However, 
you give him the worst throw line in the league, Brady is human because Brady has to throw the ball immediately. And obviously he can adjust to that. But where is the limit to you between these guys? Okay, O-line, I think, is a given. Like, you need a good O-line to help your QB. Um, I mostly go to wide receivers, um, depending on running back, depending on the box. But wide receiver, um, a wide receiver that gets more separation, a great route runner like Devontae Adams, or a guy that can just make incredible catches like Justin Jefferson, that's going to make it easier on your quarterback. I'm going to, like, go to Mahomes more now like he doesn't have Tyree Hill the the issue the issue with that comparison is Mahomes has always had arguably the best tight end in the league yes ever since let me put this way Mahomes ever since he got in the league had the best tight end in the league because Gronkowski was hurt beforehand at 18 Gronkowski was on his last legs now I do think Gronk is still a better uh, uh, tight end all time but I we haven't seen Mahomes without that option and the tight end you're seeing no you're not what no you're seeing him without hill you're seeing so this is my point okay wide receivers on the chiefs don't get as much separation they're not you can leave them one-on-one so you double kelsey what would happen last year if they doubled kelsey the issue the issue is you can't double kelsey because kelsey still makes the catch that kelsey still gets open you really can't double kelsey kelsey has to get to have a bad game Except for maybe the time. But they double him still. But he still gets catches. Yes, because he's great. But but I, Mahomes, here's the issue with Mahomes. I've never seen Mahomes have a lackluster receiver core. And receiver includes tight ends because they are they receive the ball. That's their job. Okay. He has never had a below average receiving core. Because you can't say a receiving core of McCole Hardman, Juju, MVS, guys that are really fast, they're not below average. They may be average but then you add travis kelsey and they're above average immediately i need to find the stat i keep hearing it it's like receiving separation play okay have you heard about this thing i've heard a little bit about receiving separation stuff like that because i uh, separation of receivers stuff like that because uh okay NFL metrics. All right, so let's advance wide receiver stats. Receiving. Dang it. Um, but my point is, like, even though he does have Kelsey, wide receiver-wise, it's if you have a wide open, you have a bigger window with a better wide receiver. And he has a less, it's not as good as it was, and he's still putting up very similar numbers to what he is last year because he lost Hill. Whereas Kirk Cousins, he is a great wide receiving core. They upgraded that with DJ Hawkinson. I also think you see that with Hertz. You're seeing the downfall of that with Dak because he doesn't have good a wide receiving core. Is that is it about winning or is it about stats? Because well, here's something I have an issue with: is when a QB is playing extremely well, but they say he's playing poorly because he's not winning games. So wins as a QB stat is very confusing. Well, I don't think it should matter. At well, all. yes, that's it's it's a difficult or it's confusing argument because my thing is you give him the drive to the game, like um, what we saw 
what Dak had the chance to do against the Packers and what Rodgers has done it, in the it past. It really depends on a game-by-game basis. That's true. Like, just because you win doesn't mean the QB's good. But just because you lose doesn't mean the QB's bad. True. It's a case-by-case. Like, if there's, like, Dak with the Packers or the 49ers game last year, they had chances to win the game if Dak makes spectacular plays. But he didn't, so to me, that's going to affect me. While Brady, in the past, has done it, while there are some cases where it didn't work out, most of the time, you're going to give Brady two-minute drive, go get me a touchdown. Yeah, and something that I think has to be brought up is the fact that, for example, Brady in the 2017 Super Bowl that happened in 2018, it was the 2017 season, it was Super Bowl 52 against the Eagles. Brady, everyone blames Brady for that fumble he had, and like, oh, Brady's fault. Brady had the most yards in the Super Bowl in history, threw zero picks and had three touchdowns. 505 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And he got sacked and strip fumbled. To blame Brady for that game is very disingenuous. But also, there's been games where you can blame anybody. It's just a case-by-case basis what happened in the game. It's, was he good enough in this game? That was not the case for Dak. But also, just say he was good enough it depends on how everything else plays because, for example, Cooper Rush, you guys were winning games. Cooper Rush had to be at a different level sometimes because the team was playing good around him. And so the Kirk Cousins example, if the Bills don't fumble in the end zone, the Vikings lose. It's most true. likely. Have you are you are you aware of the ninety two percent quarterback sneak stat? No. Okay. So are you aware of the New Heights podcast? I don't think so. So that's a podcast of Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Okay. It's an amazing podcast. Um, Jason, at the beginning of the year, like, what are you going to do on fourth and one play? Travis is like, oh, I'm going to pass the ball. And he's like, Jason's like, you're wrong. No matter what, you can win with a quarterback sneak, which is what the Eagles are great for. And that's what... So they talked about the Vikings and Bills, how they messed up the quarterback sneak, which goes to and what the was the 92%? It was 92% of the time the quarterback sneak works. I don't believe that's stat. that stat. They made it high. a stat. It's actually, they they were talking about it. They, what do you mean I, they made it a stat? They, the Eagles are so good at running the quarterback sneak that it is... 92 well, the Eagles, of the, time. the Eagles is 90, and they've opened, and I think a lot of people are doing it because we're seeing a renaissance of it. Yeah, there's no way league wide it's 92, percent but maybe for it's the high, Eagles. it's very high percentage, which I don't think it is for the entire league because I've seen it get stuffed a good bit of times this year. The uh, Packers couldn't stop it. That that may be true. But yeah, um, I would probably still go Eagles are better because I believe in their, their – I think their matchup with the Vikings, if they sell out for – oh, no, I'm thinking differently. Um, Eagles offense um, 
I think they have a better chance. Their secondary isn't as good as the Eagles' secondary. So that's where I kind of draw the line. I think A.J. Brown will win a lot of matchups. But those were the top two teams in the NFC. And then it was just a fantastic game uh, between the Vikings and Bills. It was crazy. Bills are just messing up. And uh, Allen, I know, isn't doing as well in the red zone, which is something they need to fix. But I, I don't... I don't think it harms the Bills in any way. Or my view of the Bills. Maybe a little bit. What do you think? It has to knock him down a peg or two because it's becoming concerning. Because you can't really make the argument that Josh Allen is clutch. Can you? Like, What has he done that is clutch that's won them games? Mm. Not yet. He's having. He's not doing the drives that I thought he would do this year. And you also have to question the same thing. Like, well, Josh Allen's had Stephon Diggs, and he still can't get it done. So, and they have Gabe Davis and all this other stuff. So, like, at what point is Josh Allen in the same tier as Dak? There's. Gonna, well, no, me, he's not. Well, wh- it's going to take a while. But that's my issue is why. It's going to take a while. What is the um, difference? He's not, the what is ceiling he doing? of Allen is higher than Dak. And even though Allen's going to have some bad games, I trust Allen still. It's going to have to take a, it's He's going to have to do this more, more times, probably three or more times, to knock him down into Dak's range. You're saying regular season, postseason? Either. If he goes to where I'm like, okay, you can win the game. Because you had the Dolphins thing. Didn't do that. Had this. Could have done it, but didn't. There's going to have to be a couple more times where he doesn't make those plays that get his team. You watched the game, right? I watched the end. I was stuck on the Chiefs game. Oh, well, the Vikings game was one of the best games I've watched. I watched the ending. It was fun. Probably ever. Because... One of the best because they had arguably the greatest catch of all time. That Justin Jefferson catch. It is may have been the best catch I've ever seen. It's better than the Odell catch. I saw the highlight of that, and then I got the Chiefs game ended, so then I could do it. So I got the butt fumble. I got the fumbles and the quarterback sneaks. <laughs> and did you see Justin Jefferson's catch live? No. Oh, I, got I thought he dropped it. I'm like, the reason why I thought he dropped it is I didn't think it was possible to make that catch. Like I'm like, That's true. oh, game over. It's over. And somehow, some way, Justin Jefferson makes arguably the greatest catch in NFL history. It is the Odo catch, but contested. The oh, what? Odell was what? Odell was there, was there a defender there was a also pass, reaching for the ball? With Odell. Fr- it was passing or yes. on the play. But it's the same no, thing with Odell. No, Odell no. does the one hand, except there's a defender right there. So it's the, better if, than if the you watch the catch. play, the defender is holding up his arm. The reason why his arm doesn't land the way it does is because the defender is pulling on his arm to keep it. Talking up. about the Odell catch? No, I'm talking about the okay. Justin Jefferson catch. He has okay. his arm near the ground, and the, it's about to hit it. And it looks like, oh, maybe the ball's going to fall out. Nope. Because the defender is pulling on it the opposite direction. They're kind of tugging on it both ways. It keeps Jefferson. It's close between those two. Odell catch Jeff. being by himself. I think is more impressive because he was fouled right before he's falling back. Both of them are insane. The reason why the Jefferson catch, in my opinion, is better 
is not because of the catch in a vacuum. Did the Vikings win? It's not even that. It's that the game. The game's over. You either make this catch or the game ends. Yeah. yeah like, even if the Vikings don't win the game, that was a game-saving catch. Either you make the catch and the game continues, or you automatically lose. That's true. And yeah. So, or what? The I, it, you saw Josh Allen's pick at the end. Yeah, that was a bad. That pick. was one of the worst picks I've seen in a very long time. In in a prime time, hey, we need to go win the game moment from a guy like him. There was no one open. Gabe Davis was not open. He threw it directly at Patrick Peterson. Like that was not a hard catch. That was one of the easiest picks Patrick Peterson has probably ever had. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, and it's hard for me to say what level he's on, at least using your metrics, because I don't know what separates. Because you can say the potential, the potential, the, the, the potential, but he when is it too long? When does he have to finally do something? This year, next year. But um, I also think a great thing with QBs is, um, I think it was Jason Kelsey said this, um, they know when to be aggressive and when to be a game manager. That's that, that's the perfect Tom Brady description. I know that you said for QBs. Well, but he is a great QB because he know like um, Allen can be aggressive too many times or too much, and I think he's starting to do that now. And Mahomes has done it in the past, but now Mahomes has kind of gotten back to where he's. Being aggressive, but he also knows when to just take the sack or throw away the ball. It's not just to be aggressive; it's the entire game plan. Like they're like, Tom Brady's like, okay, we can run the ball ninety times. I can throw the ball once. We win, we win. Like I don't care. It's to the point where you get, I don't care, I don't care. Just whatever is going to get us to win. And it feels like Josh Allen forced it. He did. That is what that pick was. He was forcing it. Um, but I still think Allen is one of the top QBs. But um, things could change. I once thought um, Russell Wilson was one of the best, but he's faltered. I'd still Same say Russ is above Allen. because no, you can't, I don't, no. <laughs> just because of how the Broncos have played, is that your reasoning? It's a new well, system, new coach, new situation. Well, you could Allen argue still, with Allen has a new OC. And he's he's underperformed. He's six and three. There's no way you thought they were going to be six and three at this point. No, I didn't think they were going to be six and three. But to me, they're Russell Wilson has seed. just they're fallen. They're the six seed in the AFC. The six seed, six. What about the Broncos? That's not an equal comparison. The Broncos aren't in the same situation as the Bills. It's a new situation completely for everybody. I don't know. Russell Wilson missing a wide open KJ Hamler in the end zone rings in what my it, mind. And Josh Allen throwing the ball directly to the defender on the most important play of the game rings in my mind. They're, he also fumbled it. He also fumbled it to make it where they had to go to overtime. Yes, he pushed it down and got the field goal. But he also was the reason why they lost. I I'm still gonna say Allen is better than Wilson. You and I are going to have to disagree on that. I just don't see what Will's uh, – I mean, I don't see what Allen does. I, I, There's no way to convince me because he hasn't done something that I'm like, no one else besides these few people can do that. 
I would say uh, AFC Championship game. You talking about the one he lost? Well, yes, because he called. What do you call? He called tails. Well, that rules out now. Now, well, yeah, both no. teams get the ball in, in playoffs. In playoffs. Oh, did you say they didn't send him up for this overtime? Yeah, it didn't matter, but <laughs> but it was funny. I was like, okay, but yeah, I would I would just say Allen to me is he has a fantastic arm and he can even like last week, even though he lost to the Jets, he is his arm is hurting and then he throws like a seventy yard pass. To me, that arm strength, his running ability, but sometimes his decision making is off. Let me just say he he has work to do. He's not a finished product. But if he, I just gonna I'm gonna have to see how he progresses because I think it's disingenuous to other QBs who I feel like have done exactly the same as him. But just because he can throw the ball 85 yards, they're like, oh, this player is so much better. When you're still losing games that you should win, you're still not making the plays you have to to put yourself above everyone else. I see what you're saying. I'm I'm gonna disagree though with Allen. Here, here, here's here's what I'm trying to say. Allen doesn't have that play where I'm like that. That's the difference. That that is the difference. For example, Mahomes in the Super Bowl making that throw to Tyree Kill. Do you remember the play I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember, but I believe so. I remember. It was a very long pass, and it helped him get in. Yeah to the end zone and later. And it was the reason why they won. That's the play that I'm like, okay, he's there now. You have to be able to make those plays when they matter the most. And when has Josh Allen ever done that? When it, when it matters, he can get it tied. He can get it tied. He can even give them the lead, but eventually he loses consistently. Trying to pull up. One doesn't matter. Uh, maybe the game would re- re- the game would reasonably have to be close, and it has to be against a worthwhile uh, opponent. Dang it, I can't. Maybe in the Steelers, there was one ridiculous throw. But again, that Steelers game, they were up by fifty. No, here, no. No, it's not that one. Oh, it's the 98-yard touchdown. That's just one of the throws. That's the throw. Oh. That's actually not the throw. Where is... I thought it was Gabe Davis. But to me, uh, it's some of the throws he makes are incredible, and then that AFC Championship game. We will have to see this year in the playoffs is probably a big uh, thing for me this um, this year in the playoffs and how far the Bills go. Yeah, it's definitely going to be maybe not like earth-shattering. Like if he don't do insane, if he doesn't make uh, the Super Bowl – it's not like that dire. However, it definitely is a situation where we got to look at what, who is he? It's really going to yeah. be a test of what he's actually made of. We will have to see. Um, what do you think about Tua this year? 
he's playing very, very well. Gotcha. And um, so I think we covered a lot of things. Um, but Colts, so apparently Josh McDaniels probably will not be fired because of financial. Did you see that story? No, I did not. They People were saying McDaniels will probably last a year and next year, no matter what, because the Raiders do not have enough money to fire him and pay him his contract and then sign a new head coach. Wow. Which sort of makes sense because they did give that very expensive deal um, uh, to John Gruden and then fired him. And then um, now they gave a deal to McDaniels. So they're... um, so I will double check, but yeah, because they lost to jo- uh, Jeff Saturday, which good for him. There, there were a lot of. Did you see the Bill Cower quote? No. Uh, he called the Jeff Saturday uh, hiring a insult to the profession. That's crazy. Uh, he's one and zero. So. <laughs> yeah, and and Jeff Saturday has handled it very well. There were some clips. That were uh, very, um, um, very like inspiring. I'm like, dang, he's a very good um, speaker or inspirer. Yeah, no, it's not a word. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm looking at NBC Sports. It's, um, so this reporter on around the horn said, "I'm saying right now, Josh McDaniels will be the coach. The coach." This year and next year, Ranger, Raiders don't have the money to fire him to pay him off. They're cash poor. And they still owe John Gruden $40 million in guaranteed money. And, uh, yeah. And then they're also paying the Adams uh, contract. They're not in a good situation. Um, but the Colts... Good job for them, and they did um, reinstate, or they did restart um, Matt Ryan. They put him back in the starting lineup. Yep. There's uh, Matt Ryan is definitely a better QB right now than Sam Wallinger, and both have a lot of work to do. Yes. Um, so I think we talked about uh, what happened this past week. Now we move on to next week. Um, there are a couple of good games. I'm interested in the Cowboys and Vikings, Chiefs, Chargers, and then Eagles, Colts, and then Titans, Packers should be interesting. Yeah, there should be a lot of good games, and I'm definitely excited for the Packers one. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential success that we could see, but we'll have to wait. Yep, that's all I got. Um, anything else? That's all we have, and um, thank you for listening, and let us know what you think about QBs and anything else. Also, check out our Instagram page, um, Outsiders Opinions, and our Twitter, uh oh underscore pod at 21, and uh, let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.